So welcome to this um, episode number eight. And I'm so excited about this episode because uh, you guys have heard me passionately banging on about uh, taking it easy and restoring post Partum. Um, but I am really, really uh, excited about introducing you to my first guest of the show, first of all, and secondly, someone who is incredibly passionate about exercise. And they'll explain a little bit about uh, what that actually means, because that's like an understatement. Um, and you can hear it from her about how she's gone through the journey of understanding the benefits of taking that time out um so I thought this was an amazing opportunity for you not just to hear it from me but to hear it from somebody else who likes to push their body and knows that they'll get more from their body in the long term from really taking what can be quite a different step uh, postpartum to what sometimes kind of society and pressure and expectations put on as post baby so I am delighted to introduce you to Katie. Um, Katie, do you want to uh, tell a little bit about yourself and your background? And say yes. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yep, my name's Katie Whitaker, um, and I'm a climber uh, originally from the Peak District. Um, now I live in North Wales. Um, I started climbing when I was about six or seven years old my my family are all big climbers so that's kind of the the route in to that um and I am now 33 so that's a yeah quite a lot of years <laughs> of climbing <laughs> um and I'll, yeah so I started I've kind of specialized in a lot of or like yeah done a lot of different areas of the climbing there's obviously bouldering sport climbing trad climbing um, and I also competed for Great Britain for about 10 years um, as a junior and then also as a senior in bouldering and lead climbing. Um, and during that time as well, I was British champion for bouldering um, and entered lots of European and World Cups um, and stuff like that. So I, I stopped competing when I was about 25, maybe. The 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 competition style changed a lot, um, and it wasn't really my thing anymore. So, but pushing, you didn't really stop the climbing. It was just the competing that. Yeah, I just stopped the competitions, um, and all through that time of competing as well, I was climbing a lot outside, um, and I decided I wanted to focus more on outdoor climbing. Um, so then I kind of went down trad climbing and highballing route um, in the Peak District and did lots of like scary bold trad climbing and high balling so high balling is just where you basically climb small routes without ropes and just put bouldering mats underneath and take really big falls so it's like bouldering but climbing but yeah 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 exactly <laughs> which is probably why I got a bad back <laughs> yes um I was gonna say so so you you pushed your body pretty hard from quite a young age and yeah. I guess you had that natural transition because you started so young. You didn't really think about it at all. But looking back, you're kind of going, do you know what? That was, that was quite a lot that you put your body through. So did mm. you did you have any concept? We Did you do anything around your core in that time before the wonderful world of children? So um, I obviously trained a lot and had training programs. And I guess within that, there would be core sessions. But it was very... Um, it was very like traditional core, what you think, you know, sit-ups, uh, yeah. plank, like 
just go till you like shaking kind of thing and the, and there was no like for me I didn't have any knowledge of like I didn't really know what pelvic floor was or or anything like yeah. that until I got pregnant really I didn't know how to do anything and then welcome to a whole new world of pushing your body in a different yeah, exactly. way <laughs> pregnancy labor postpartum is way harder than anything else I've done. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to so you've now got two gorgeous little people um, yeah. tell us about about their entry into the world and your um your your sort of pregnancy and postpartum journeys uh yeah so Pippa was my first um so and you were climbing when how far through your pregnancy were you climbing yeah so with Pippa I had a lot of time um and I went I climbed until I was about 37 weeks um it was uh, like not hard but just um I just top rope yeah just like I just wanted to do loads of stuff and I did loads of walking in the mountains and stuff yeah I just stayed really active um I think that's so nice because a lot of people and, and again with the running there's so many um opinions about whether you should be running pregnant or whether you should be doing this pregnant or that pregnant and I think oh, it's really know, nice yeah. <laughs> we could have a whole session on that but yeah. um it's quite nice that you you know you're very in touch with your body and how you feel and when it didn't feel right presumably it went you know what I think we'll we'll pack the bag up yeah, until afterwards. So I remember going to the wall at about 37 weeks and just it just felt so hard to like lift my legs up to go you know to like put my foot feet up on footholds and I was just like you know what I think that's a sign that I'm just I'm done now yeah so I just stopped go home and, and nest then, yeah and then I just basically started watching loads of crappy tv <laughs> me and Alex yes. we sat there and we'd be like you know when you like get into a really rubbish tv show but you, oh. then you just like sucked into it and you've got to watch it till the end. Like I all know. The series. So I got into Dexter. It's a whole different. So I got into Dexter when I had my first who was cluster feeding. And I was like, I just need, I need something I can watch with no brain cell that would just occupied. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's brilliant. So then, so Bronte's arrival and what, how did, oh, that was, as you that went, was sorry, yeah, that was Pip. Yes. Um, so your when you went into that 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 sort of delivery and your expectations of that first arrival into this world how what what was your sort of mindset and what were you think how were you thinking did you have a plan as to what you do postpartum um i didn't really have a plan i just um, basically i put all my efforts and prep into birth yeah like so I prepared a, a lot for the actual giving birth. Yeah, everyone just listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And how you had a, well, tell, tell us about your birth. Yeah, so with Pippa, we had, we had her at home. Um, and I think that for like your first baby is quite a scary prospect. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're having a home birth. <laughs> like, um, but, but, you know, we'd kind of like weighed, weighed it all up and all the like positives meant we should stay at home you know all the things that would like boost oxytocin so yep. like being in a space that you knew being dark being like cozy not many people all that sort of stuff yeah and we were, absolutely like, so for our birth to be successful and because we were low risk we were like let's do it at home yep 
and we and we did it at home and it was fine it was just it was really really long <laughs> and um yeah I didn't quite expect that and I didn't but fair play for staying in your zone over yeah. a long duration and do you find do you feel that like your prep really helped you to to get that kind of to keep it keep the oxytocin going and not kind of get frustrated yeah like I like I never um it never crossed my mind that I couldn't do it until transition obviously <laughs> and it never crossed my mind that we should go to hospital so yep. it was just like I was just purely oh. focused on like yeah each yeah just getting through it I guess getting through uh, wonderful and then what so what happened at, so was, was it a, was it a pool birth yeah and yeah and we had a yeah we had a water you had the you had the paddling pool out yeah exactly yeah. I love that <laughs> so um little pip arrived and what what where what you say so you've done all of your prep yeah and then you found yourself with this beautiful this lady yeah. what then happened so I I knew that I didn't want to climb so I didn't climb for six months and, and I think I thought in my head like um yeah like that that's 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 a rest like I'm not gonna climb for six months that's a rest but yeah but what I didn't really like appreciate was how tired I would be after birth because I was awake for like yeah 72 hours or something you know <laughs> uh and it's know, not like yeah. you're just awake having a nice no. time it's you wake yeah and then you working don't get the rest really either. hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get rest either because then they don't sleep through the night for like nope. a year or something um if you're lucky yeah so I didn't really like appreciate any of that and then obviously like then there's breastfeeding you have to work some people get it quite easily. I felt we had to work quite hard for it. Yeah. Um, but I think we tried to like very much hold on to just being normal people straight away. And like, like I was next door in the shop after like one, one when Pippa was like one day old. We, you know, we were walking up and down the street, like seeing people popping into houses. I went on hen do's. We went to weddings. <sighs> we went. Pippa went to stag do. Like we we did everything everything that we got invited so to the, the, the the climbing was slightly parked because and yeah, you, climbing you got parked climbing yeah. about parked but life just went you you did pretty and were you out in because I know you love the mountains do a lot of walking were you out in the mountains walking yeah yeah ba- yeah so from like I was basically like hit six weeks and I was like cool right six weeks that's ages <laughs> Uh, and we walked up like Moelelio. I walked around the glitters. We walked, um, uh, yeah, like the hor- horseshoes and just, yeah, I did so yeah. much, quite often, <laughs> a lot on my own. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, at the time it was like, yeah, fine, but probably like a year postpartum, it all, it really caught up with me and I totally hit a wall like a year. A year later I think it was. and was that physically or physically and, and, and mentally it was it was both very very much so yeah just a total breakdown <laughs> which is so honest and some people do you know because a lot of people say to me oh, you must have loads of new new mums but often I think because especially when you're breastfeeding as well and you've 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 got all of those hormones and the adrenaline and everything's still carrying and you've got this gorgeous little new being it it does a great job at um distracting you and oh you yeah know, like you masks don't, the sleep deprivation yeah. doesn't it and you know I was and you're so sleep deprived you don't really know how you yeah. feel anyway yeah yeah it's 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 crazy but 
it's hard to tell that to someone first time round. You almost have to like experience it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened when you kind of had that you hit the wall as you call it? What 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 did you what realizations did you come to? I just um I, I also like I went and got some blood tests as well and I had really low ferritin. Yeah. Um, which wasn't helping things. No. Um, and I started getting like insomnia and stuff. So also wasn't helping things because even when the baby was asleep, I was still just awake. It was an absolute nightmare. Um, and how um, easy was it for you to, did you sort of think then, right, let's just reassess, take some time out? Well, it was a bit like sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees and yeah. you don't know how deep in the hole you are until you like I kind of needed Alex to be like, look at these symptoms that you've got kind of thing. This this doesn't look very good. You need to kind of. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, with the I know that you've had injuries and extensive injuries in the past, but your your body gets you through. You, mm. you know, you, you you dig deep and you just carry on going. So it, it must have been quite overwhelming I can imagine for you to kind of go and mm, what what what's happening here I just carry on yeah so then it was a it was a case of like you know I need to like supplements rest sleep a lot of like I had to do a lot of work on like because I think once you've experienced insomnia it becomes psychological as well so then yeah. I had to do a lot of work on like getting over that which I'm probably still not over because it's gets a little bit yeah it can become an issue yeah always a little bit worried about not sleeping well when you've had once you've had that experience it's pretty horrible so and when you know you're tired then the anxiety comes and it becomes that real vicious cycle so where where in this process um because then you must have been coming on to pregnancy number two yeah so that was that was about a year on and I started getting a lot better after that and I started climbing properly again and And how uh, did the body feel yeah, so once I'd kind of got through that and I'd seen you as well and I'd, I'd done a lot of work through pregnancy and postpartum with um, not not my outer core, my like inner core and pelvic floor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I started going climbing and having this experience of, you know, I was obviously really, I wasn't, my body wasn't physically strong because I'd not been doing any training, but because... Um, my core was like connecting everything and I was using it properly and I felt like my toes were you know my fingers were connected to my toes and I just felt had this experience of just being like this is what I'm meant to feel like and I've not felt like this for 10 years or something you know I felt I felt better during that time climbing than I did um five years leading up to being pregnant which is and it wasn't something that you found easy and um, yeah. I think I, if, um, you know, you had to work hard on, on, on slowing, <laughs> slowing you down and tuning inwards to the, that connection. And I know we've worked really hard on your, your abs um, and that separation, which is now absolutely nailing its way brilliantly. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, you, because I think, and this is what I find so much with people who are strong and sporty, they sort of what I call grunt them way grunting their way through it so you know you'll see a hole and you go yeah of course I can get that and yeah how you know you'll you'll get your body to that hole but not necessarily as you say work from a stable base and flipping that on its head was so so 
I know you didn't find it easy but you could see where you were trying to go when we said we were practicing I remember in the studio like how am I going to apply this on the wall yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's like so like requires so much brain thought of like how to engage (laughs) properly um yeah I I was definitely too like I was too specialized I was like at the peak of the pyramid in terms of like you know my fingers like the very few things I needed for climbing were good and efficient but my base was very weak yes that do you know what that is such a an amazing thing to kind of to be able to dissect out so yeah you know you need you know you need your upper body strength you know you need your fingers you know you need the ability to grip all of that kind of stuff and sometimes we just get so focused on it on on the outer and yeah, I think mm-hmm. when you look at it to the gym and everything else, we sort of kind of go, look, I need the abs. I need that tone. And you can still have amazing tone and amazing abs and have a completely dysfunctional core exactly. underneath when you, when you don't yeah. know how to, to bring them together. And yeah, I know like, I had a six pack, but it wasn't yeah. doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you look at it and kind of get a six pack down the front, which is holding you really tight. You've been breastfeeding for a year and fatigues with insomnia and a small baby your shoulders are going to hunch over which is going to shorten that six-pack make it work even more so the back muscles and and nothing's really coming into play to balance it out so you know we've spoken about you know back pain and achiness how was your was your body experiencing any of those sort of aches and pains that go when the the whole system isn't working together um oh man yeah yeah uh yeah I've had a lot of back trouble before I had a baby um and and that was like you know that went on for like eight years or something and I spent a lot of money trying to see different people and fix it up and now and I I basically was just like if I get pregnant and have a baby it's gonna make you know you imagine like being really pregnant is just gonna make anything to do with your back a lot worse and was that something that you really went were, were conscious of pre-baby? Oh yeah, definitely. I was just like, well, I'm screwed basically because I've got a bad back anyway. So imagine how bad it's going to be after I've had a baby. And actually, now after two babies, it's the best it's ever been. <laughs> so, so that which is which I love that statement. Um, so don't pat any, anyone. And there's a lot of people have this. Um, you know, you obviously had it with your back. People have it with a pelvic floor. So they've got like a leaky pelvic floor pre-baby or a really hypersensitive urge incontinence pre-baby. They kind of say, well, I can't get pregnant because I'll be, te- you know, it will ruin me. But sometimes actually having a baby growing and delivering a human being gives you that opportunity to almost reset, press the, yeah. press the, you know, a, a total stop, restart, let's reset button. So talk me through then how how you got to feeling now stronger than pre-baby. Um, yeah, so, well, I think, you know, I never would have, when, you, when you're performing uh, well or trying to perform well, you're never going to, even if you know there's fundamental weakness, you're never going to stop and take that time out and work on very basic stuff or or at least I never was um because well a it's boring and (laughs) you know you're not going climbing are you You're just at home doing some like pelvic floor exercises or (laughs) you know I didn't even know what it was either so um you don't know what you don't know yeah exactly yeah yeah um I think I always thought it was more like um 
I was always very like obsessed with because I'm quite tall and slim I don't have much like muscle bulk so I was quite focused on you know I just need to do weights I need to do weights I need to get like bigger stronger that kind of thing and I think we were talking I was I've had a um been working a lot recently with with strong women and I think we forget that we've got kind of our what what I call the global muscles those power muscles your biceps your quads and we sometimes focus on getting those so strong but don't think about our deeper our local postural muscles underneath Mm -hmm. and we get you know we get very strong on the outside and those those big dominant muscles like you know your, your upper traps then are trying to say right well I'm going to do the whole of the job for the neck the shoulder and everything else and that as you say you know those aches and pains because those big muscles are overworking can happen when those postural ones are sort of mm-hmm. kind of going well I don't need to work because traps has got me or you know glutes have got yeah. quads and it's it's you know I think it's really interesting this um how easy it is to get blinkered by strong strong is not yeah. always good but we are sort of programmed to think it is that's that's what I kind of realized um yeah so, so what so happened with, like with, go on two Sorry. years I started yeah I felt really good climbing two years after Pip but then we were kind of like oh you know we want to have another and it felt like a really hard decision to be to almost like stop that when I was feeling so good um you see you can see your life coming back in a little <laughs> yeah exactly just like reverse 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 <laughs> um but anyway yeah so so I got pregnant again um this pregnancy was quite a lot different because um my husband works away a lot and so I was looking after a toddler full-time and I couldn't just go climbing when I wanted uh so I just I basically just didn't climb because I didn't have time to um not that running um, after a toddler is any less effort. <laughs> yeah, and I was just naked. I was like so tired. <laughs> so now I've not climbed for about a year. Um, and Bronte's birth went really well as well. We we apart we were meant to have her at home, but couldn't because of staffing. And issues. you had a COVID but, birth, didn't you? Yeah. yeah and you yeah. nailed a COVID birth. So massive, massive. Uh, well done for that because that is and I know I had the pleasure of speaking to your um your other half who who gave me a little bit of an insight on on being a COVID birth partner um (laughs) and trying to give you the attention and keep you in his in your zen while you while he was having to fill out all of his COVID test paperwork and that (laughs) the whole other episode on that but um you know so done for an episode (laughs) yes well but he is he is honestly he is if you could ask for it, he's the exam, the best example of what a birth partner should do. Yeah. I love it. My husband was off having banter with a student midwife and had taken away my gas and air. And I was like, hello, where's yours? He was in the zone. He was massaging. He's like, can you guys give me peace? Yeah, 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 he was good. I think because I was quite, I was like really nervous about it. And I, so he knew that he needed to like, we, we had like with Pippa we had after we had her we had this like such amazing experience of feeling like we'd really done it together and we were like yeah team. um and and that was so good um so we like wanted to take that through as well to which I guess going into the hospital setting then you know you really have to be empowered to stay in that mentality don't you 
Yeah, so Alex was just like, the midwives, you know, were asking him. He was like, no, just wait, I'll do it in a minute. Yeah, so, yeah, Alex was great. Um, mm. And and so this time, postpartum with Bronte, um, I made a plan for the fourth trimester. Yes. After watching one of your videos, which said make <laughs> a plan, I was like, that's a really good idea. Uh, and I wrote it down and I showed Alex and I said, this is my plan. <gasps> so that's a key point there. This yeah. is a really key point. Your plan has to be communicated to someone who will make you and understand to do it because, you know, to, to, to kind of have the plan is one thing, but to kind of say, right, I know that I'm going to find this hard to do, <clears throat> but to, to share it with your birth partner, absolutely brilliant. And I yeah. say, you know, it's like sharing your birth plan. You can't, go into your birth plan without sharing it with your partner so the you same thing on board, yeah and I was like mm. make sure I stick to this don't let me go walking down the street like two days after birth I'm sitting here on the sofa pelvic floor rested exactly keep yeah. off my pelvic floor for 72 hours yes. <laughs> um and also obviously having a toddler now and a baby my focus has literally just been to rest like in the first month it was like because Alex was able to take his self-employed so he took five weeks off and did a bit of work from home which was really good so I could try and nap in the afternoons if I was tired and I'd just go to bed really early with the baby and still go to bed really basically my focus is on like sleep resting yeah sleep resting um and I think because last time looking back at what I did I think oh my god you were only six weeks postpartum when you did that like oh my god you're only four months oh my god you're only yeah. six months and it's and like at the time it feels like ages but you look back and you're like that was nothing you have like a tiny baby like what were you thinking so <laughs> and I think so sometimes because we're so you know especially now that we can get out and about again there's there's it's just like well I have this little thing we'll go let's do let's be out and you've got so many accessories so much kits now that you're like well surely the baby's meant to come with me you know yeah. on a big walk and this that and we don't necessarily think what's going on under the surface now I love what you did but I'm also keen to to know what that inner voice was saying were you completely surrendered to this is me this I'm taking a different approach this is rest restoring or was there a part of you that that found it hard as well yeah I think I think because I'd taken a long time off with being pregnant just keeping that rolling almost felt okay yeah um and I would say like 80 percent of the time I'm like no maybe 90 percent of the time I'm like this is really good I'm doing the right thing like I just focus on the basics pelvic floor posture resting and and because of that I feel so much better postpartum than I did with Pippa um Fantastic. but then is there is obviously that 10% which is just like you you've got no life like what are you doing like <laughs> we're climbing you should do this da, 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 da. where's, where's me gone yeah it's like the little devil on your shoulder but then I think you're only you're only 16 weeks postpartum that's nothing yes. it's nothing and and I think it is easier with the second because you learn so much with the first and yeah a thousand percent and you have the benefit of hindsight and um I think you also realize that that 
I can remember with my little one looking at him thinking, well, he's just going to stay this size forever. Mm, and yeah. you don't really realize how quick they they come from someone who would just lay in your arms and look at you, kind of go, ah, oh, you're amazing, you're my mummy. And that time just goes so quickly. So yeah, just exactly. being, being able to kind of really lean into that time and and do what, you know, only half the population can do and just nurture and be a mum and, and build that lovely relationship so yeah so where are you now you're you're now um as you say six weeks 16 weeks postpartum mm-hmm. and you're I know we had an interesting chat uh recently about the, the the fact that you are only 16 weeks and there is this perception that in some people's eyes 16 weeks is theoretically back to full normal activity Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's end of the fourth trimester, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, where, how do you feel with your relationship now, with your core, with your strength, with your return to exercise? Um, yeah, I feel I feel really good, and I was really surprised with how. Um, well, I mean, I could be wrong, but how <laughs> you're no better than me. How good my body had recovered quite 100%. quickly. I thought that I'd have like really big separation and be quite weak, but actually because I'd done all that work in pregnancy and with my previous pregnancy, I think my body like knew what it was doing. And when I am doing things, it's become more ingrained in me to like how to use my pelvic floor properly. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So in terms of exercise, I am still not doing anything mainly because I don't have time <laughs> well uh, why can't you rest a few hours <laughs> yeah a lot of walking like just walking with the pram and stuff um and there and thinking of posture pelvic floor and then when yeah. I can doing some of your videos online um, and I think some people underestimate the fact that you know you've got a toddler and a baby you're pushing a pram you're lifting you're twisting you're bending mm-hmm. you're doing you're doing so much exercise and you know god knows what your steps will be like on a daily basis you're doing so much exercise but because we've got like the mum hat on if 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 baby was a kettlebell and we were lugging that around all day we'd be so proud of ourselves yeah 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 but but we sometimes we kind of just oh yeah I know but and it is frustrating but I think you know you said you think about how you're walking when you're pushing a pram and when you're walking I think that's one thing and I know that there's some studies have been done with um some cleaners and they were told about how their cleaning was a form of exercise and how they could really uh, burn calories from it and it actually proved I've forgotten where the research is from I'll try and find it out that those that the little group who were really prepped and briefed about how this was going to get them fit lost weight and toned up more than the control group who were just sent in to go and clean and I think there's a little bit of that mentality we can kind of slop into a walk as we're pushing a buggy or we can really engage the body use the body to say you know feel connected from your fingertip down to your toes to really switch the body on and I think it's lovely that you've had that journey and I can also hand on heart say your separation 
your abdominal separation second time around was significantly improved mm. over first time around. So for those mums who um, who might be going in with it fear, like we were talking about at the beginning, oh my goodness, I've got separation after the first, do I have a second or a third? Oh, it's going to be a disaster. It's like, no, you know, write your own rule book. Um, yeah. And I think that's really important is you did a lot of work and it wasn't, you know, it was more the mindset rather than hours slogging at it. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was more, it's it's not that you're at home doing pelvic floor exercises for three hours every single day. It's, it's definitely not that at all. It's it's like knowing how to use it and then just incorporating it into your day. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think with climbing as well, I just, I'm not rushing to get back into it because I just, it's going to be there when I'm ready and and that's fine. And when I'm ready, I'll enjoy it. And if I go back too soon, I just won't have a good time with it. No, and you have squawky little people yeah. that is distracting you. And as you say, you know, tuning in, I think motherhood is a great opportunity to tune into the body in a completely different way and go, do you know what? I'm okay with this right now. And yeah. when it's time to do that, I'll I'll throw myself into that. Yeah. So have you got any tips um for soon to be or new mums or mums of number two, three, and four, five? uh they're amazing um that yeah. <laughs> um that that you having had the benefit of potentially throwing yourself in and doing it the way that is sort of sometimes perceived as normal and then doing mm-hmm. it a second time around what would you say to anyone who's struggling with that um well my I, the things that I always say to people who are expecting a baby would be to see a women's health physio uh, yes. whether they if they can afford to see someone privately that's great if they can't they can ask their midwife to be referred to 100%. an NHS physio um to rest a lot of pe- a lot of people a lot of us who do a lot of exercise find it really like hard or negative to rest it's seen as like a bit of a failure kind of thing so if you're not very good at resting to practice resting <laughs> yes so <laughs> um, important yeah and because it is like it's definitely definitely a change in mindset um and to prepare for birth in the best way you can because that's really going to help your recovery as well is the I guess like the more positive your prevention of yeah prevention of trauma is really important and I think you do you do so well on that preparation not just for birth but particularly second time around with Bronte was was preparing you and getting your game plan ready mm-hmm. for afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and then make, I would definitely say make a fourth trimester plan. Yes. Yeah. Have that's... it on the fridge. Yeah, mine's just stuck to my wall in the living room. Everyone sees it when they come in. They're like, what is this? It's still there now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important, though. It's really important. <laughs> I think, you know, the stuff like we always say, you know, make sure you've got lots of chairs scattered around, particularly by the front door. If someone just arrives by the front door and you don't, they're like, oh, I won't come in, but they stand they're there for ages. You've just got somewhere that you can just have a little stool to perch yeah. on yeah. and get off your pelvic floor in that, particularly in that, as you say, that 72 hours. Hmm. Um, just give it and a And second time as well, we, we really limited, um, probably for like the first three weeks, the amount no of No stag and hen parties. No, and after the time we had, you know, we were inviting people. It was there was someone in the house every single day, multiple people every day, and that's what we wanted at the time. But it was, you know, socialising is so tiring. Yes, 
especially when your brain is just completely frazzled. Yes, absolutely. I think that's it. It's okay to have your little sign outside saying, Mummy's sleeping, leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. And I would say uh, one thing that I, um, on your your tips on the, the resting, the resting is something that I find really hard myself. Um, and one of the things that I have, sort of slightly tricked my mind into doing is to to kind of say that's going to be my challenge that's going to be my my exercise is resting okay and by knowing that I'm going to find it hard I find it easier to kind of go well I'm not going to like it so I'm going to do it yeah you sit down and then you're just like oh but there's but but yeah 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 there's the washing there's this I could just go for I just could potter no lie sleep rest meditate whatever breathe um it's really really important and I think you know finding strength in just becoming a little bit more softer um and kinder to your body is fruitful in the long term so thank you so so much for sharing Katie um and we can't wait to see you back out climbing uh, and <laughs> feeling connected and thank you very very much for giving a little bit of inspiration um and probably some much needed a totally honest advice to new mums so thank you very very much that's no problem thank you and if you've been inspired by Katie and want to follow her, you can do so on Instagram at Katie with a K, K-A-T-Y underscore Whitaker. Um, I will put the link in the show notes. So thank you so much to Katie. Uh, I Not only is she just a wonderful, wonderful client, um, but she is an incredible mother. And as you can see, she is a huge inspiration to many, many mums who either push themselves because they can um, and potentially not always with the best outcome Um, and because I think it's really good to learn from other people she's young she is full of energy and you know what it is such a refreshing change to see her taking time to properly conscientiously and fully embrace restoration for growing and birthing another human being Um, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think. Please do like, share and subscribe to this uh, channel because it really, really does help me get this conversation out there and help other people like you. Um, If you know that you really want to work on your core and your pelvic floor but you don't really know where to start, then I'm also really excited to let you know on June the 7th I will be starting a six-week live Transform Your Core program which is not about busting ab moves, it's about learning to connect, it's about helping you to get that feeling that Katie described, feeling that from her fingertips to her toes is connected. Um, So we will be starting with three classes a week. We have a private closed Facebook group for you to discuss, to question, for me to share and help you to get the most out of your core. This is suitable for everyone. Um, So we are not starting at a high level. We are starting at what I like to call (laughs) ground zero. Um, So there is a lot of education. The way that I teach is through a lot of education. I want you guys to know your body to be empowered. So we're doing three short classes a week between 15 minutes and 20 minutes, sorry, 15 minutes and 30 minutes um, per class. 
Everything is available on demand uh, if you can't make us live. So you can stack classes and you can press rewind and pause as many times as you want. So if you want to join, then please, please do go to fitfannyadams.com forward slash transform and your sign up options are there. I cannot wait to hear from you and I cannot wait for you to join us uh, and be a part of this movement of better understanding your body and moving from a strong core. Until next time guys, take care of yourself, stay strong, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have then please do take a moment to rate and review me on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Help me to help make this conversation be heard and take the shame away from pelvic